Welcome back to Charm the Water. This is a night of mercury. I'm very stuffy and kind of had a sinus headache or something and don't feel the greatest. And I think it's the seasonal change, but today's just felt off uh, in general. It started with waking up and like there was a spider on my back and I tried to brush it off and then like just killed it and accidentally like it just smished it and then like I think I tripped over something or I don't even remember exactly and then like uh, it was cooler it was kind of getting chilly that kind of makes me miserable I don't like cold weather I'd rather be like in 100 degree desert weather and that uh, I don't know if it's like triple Capricorn I just can't I don't like the cold, man. It's just miserable. Um, I feel like I literally could handle 100 degree sunshine, blazing weather. Uh, And I used to live in an attic where I would come home and the candles would be bent over. And I was like, I would just breathe in through my nostrils. And I, I could actually breathe in through my nostrils then. Uh, maybe it was, I was young, or maybe it was just the good heated air. <laughs> it was great. It was like being in a sauna. And, uh, yeah, I would prefer that to the cold weather. Um, I just kind of feel like, you know, just laying around when it gets cold. You don't want to get up and move through the chill air. It's piercing. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, I had to do that this morning and head to uh, an auto body repair place. And it's like the third or fourth time I've been there. Like, I, I feel like I work there. And I feel like it's sketchy. Uh, long story short, don't reverse your car with the door open, any door open. Don't drive forward with it open either, but especially not in reverse. <laughs> and I won't say who did it because <laughs> it was Kelly. <laughs> But I can't get mad because years ago I did the exact same thing uh, on this little stone wall that's next to the driveway. Uh, I reversed with the door open and of course <laughs> not quite fully ripped the door off. So uh, when Kelly did it, <laughs> uh, the body shop replaced it with a door that never quite felt right it felt lighter and I would like close it and it would like you know sounded like I just tried to like destroy it and it was just because it wasn't it didn't seem quite as heavy as what I was used to and uh, then Kelly went to get the registration renewed or inspection or something and uh, it came back like a month after she did that as being late not having been renewed or something like that and it was because the VIN number on the door that they replaced 
did not match the VIN number on the uh, the hood or wherever it is. And so this place, the uh, inspection had not registered. Uh, it was wrong VIN number. So this is an illegal thing. Uh, nowhere is supposed to put things with different VIN numbers on cars. So uh, the guy didn't believe me at first. And I was like, no, look. And uh, this was one on my many trips to this body shop. And uh, I was going to start calling it Chop Shop. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of the Andy Griffith episode. Good old Andy Griffith. Uh, so they ordered a new VIN number sticker, I guess, or printed one off or something. It took like weeks. And so I had to go back this morning and, uh, yeah, it's interesting if you hang around to see this, the stories that walk through the door at, uh, body shop places. It's just really interesting. I wouldn't say interesting enough to want to hang around longer than you have to, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, and this was, you know, the drive up there, it's, it's day of mercury it was, uh, I didn't feel good about it. I felt weird about the entire day in general. Still kind of do a little bit. And uh, it was raining, fourth day raining. Driving through sheets of rain. And uh, then it would stop. And then it would be blinding again. And then it would stop. And the people in front of me would almost stop. And the thing about Asheville traffic, it's terrible. And people from larger cities uh, say... Oh, you should be glad you don't live in a a really big city. And the thing about big cities is, like, the streets are laid out for being a big city. Here in Asheville, this is not a big city, and yet the population is that of a big city. It can't handle structurally the number of people here. It's not designed for it. So they've been trying to... uh, I don't know, widen this interstate since 2013-ish, probably before that. But I just remember that date specifically because I had just gotten my Dodge Challenger and then I rear end somebody on that interstate because I look down for a split second and uh, everything is stopped. And you, know, you just don't expect you know things to be completely at a standstill on the interstate. So it's been that way since then. I'm not kidding. Same construction area. It's, you know, it's mind-numbing. I don't know what's going on there. It's it's the same with Asheville. Like, all of these plyboard apartment buildings, I just saw some more going up. It's like the city council just, like, this has been happening since the 1970s, and some guy that used to write for the Citizen Times was complaining about uh, these outlanders that had come in and sold off the mountaintops back in the 70s. That's when it began. And here we are today with a new plyboard apartment building on every street corner uh, weekly, pretty much. It's just, it's just odd. It's an odd thing, this being my hometown, home city, and... Um, you know, you think of it as the land that raised you and how unhealthy it is to begin to resent what the land is supporting. And you wonder, like, what's what's gone wrong here? 
well, uh, people that just come in that aren't from here don't really care what, <laughs> what, what was what. The reason they're here is to make money. So uh, that is what's motivating everything in the United States of America and pretty much everywhere else as well. Uh, it's not a long-term vision. And that's why I think it's so interesting, the news stories uh, that are popping up, not only with Facebook, but with all of the rich people's offshore accounts and, you know, the names being named on that, uh, extending out to uh, not only political leaders and such, but also celebrities uh, who are showing themselves very much to be absolute hypocrites. (laughs) You know, politicians, you expect to be, you know, grimy, but somebody, celebrity that pretends to be like a philanthropist and they're actually just, uh, you know, piling money offshore, evading taxes and, uh, you know, being a general bond villain. I mean, I would do it too. If I had the money to put offshore, you you can bet I would because I think this place is going down in flames and that's that's what they got to be thinking too they're like for god's sake we can't keep our money in that place that place is in flames put it in a swiss bank account the swiss they're, they're all right they'll be around a while they they garden have windmills chocolate Swiss Army knives. They're right. They're sturdy people. They'll be here for a while. The women, they have sturdy, sturdy lips. They'll be here. Get me. Get me the Swiss bank on the phone. And such and so forth. Anyway, uh, I kind of forget the point of why I uh, hit record in the first place, which I guess is fine. I sort of remember now that I said that. Uh, The YouTube thing I mentioned on the last show is launched now. So this is day zero of that daily vlog. And uh, day zero is the trailer of the vlog. So come hell or high water, uh, I will be uh, on that daily vlog. Unless the psychology of it proves so burdensome and stomach-churning that I just abandon the entire thing. And, oh, God, I would be so depressed if that were to happen because that would mean I'd failed to adhere to my trading strategy. That's... As long as I adhere to my trading strategy, uh, the ship will float. The ship will float. But if I can't just do something as mature and grown up and as self-disciplined as to follow a plan, that's why people get, you know, really, really depressed. Uh, Like, what is causing that? So in some ways, this YouTube channel is an experiment uh, in self-discipline, not only as a daily vlog, Uh, But if I do uh, mess up and uh, do not adhere to my trading strategy, I've already said it in the trailer, 
that as a form of self-punishment, I will uh, require myself to do a spicy challenge. And uh, I mean it. And I I really do think... I, I, I've thought about, like, you know, honestly, like, how can I punish myself? Because you do something and there's no real consequence. At least not... There is... But it's not enough for you to, like, not do it again. And so, like, how can you modify your behavior? Like, how can you do it? You've identified the problem. You know what it's called. And, like, it's still happening. You, you know, you've seen the therapist and they've named it and they, you you know all about it. (laughs) but it's still there looking at you like like you're an idiot and uh, so that's one way for me to uh, like confront it is how I feel this might end disastrously I might do end up doing like you know worst case scenario I'm doing five spicy challenges a week that would be horrible have you seen these spicy challenges People like vomit and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Like the cayennes. Like I, I, I put two in my ramen noodles. So like, I got Kelly like addicted to ramen noodles now because, like the way I do ramen, like I don't use the packet. Like that stuff's trash. Throw the throw the packet out and then like, uh, you know, make your own ramen. You got to experiment till you find the. Uh, find the perfect ingredients and that happened when we started growing shiso but now the leaves are falling out so I'm kind of freaking out I should have collected it before they yellowed and fell off but now they have and like I'm freaking out what are we going to do about ramen I'm going to have to like experiment and come up with the winter ramen and then next season I'm going to have to collect these shiso leaves so this won't happen oh Ramen is very much like a comfort food. Very much so. <clears throat> Maybe that will be one of the spicy challenges. Like, I, I feel like I need to ease into this. But anyway, uh, we grew some cayennes. I forget what they were called. But I put two in my ramens the other day. And uh, I, I didn't have any trouble eating it. It was hot. <clears throat> but I felt a little queasy afterwards. Like, I felt like it was so hot. Like, it made me feel a little queasy. Like, I felt a little pukey. A little nausea. Nausea. And not very bad. Just like a tinge. But I was like, I don't recall ever eating something so spicy that I, I kind of like, my stomach felt a little queasy. Of course, I've been feeling weird anyway. Like, uh, not the greatest. Uh, so, uh, it may not have been the cayenne at all. I don't know. But the, uh, in, in other pepper news, the cuttings that I took from that cayenne, <coughs> excuse me, they seem to be not dying. So that's good. They're in a five gallon bucket with a, uh, fish aquarium air pump. And, uh, at first I put some nutrients in there, but they got nasty. And like on the second day, 
I poured the nutrients on some plants outside and then refilled it with uh, clean water. And uh, the some of the nutrients stuck on the like the cutting stems. So I was like, maybe that's good. Maybe it'll act like it's a rooting hormone or something. I don't know. Uh, but they seem to be doing good, I think. You know, give it another week and we'll know for sure. And the cactus seeds, I was a little worried because it's not the most ideal setup. Uh, but it seems to be sufficient. There's one heating pad and I've got one tray stacked on two other trays. And I'm relying on the heat generated from the heating pad below the first layer to heat the second layer but they've germinated they germinated so uh i was happy about that they're not even the tray sizes i want i'm just kind of you know one of those people that uses what's at hand and uh like <laughs> it leads to a lot of diy stuff like i tried to diy the air pump and kelly was like let's just order one from amazon and it was here within 24 hours it's just ridiculous so uh yeah I was trying to use like a mattress uh, uh, air thing motor. I was going to take it apart. And like, but it was loud. The one we got from Amazon, I forget what it's called, but it's very quiet. And it's actually really cool, really powerful. Uh, the only thing, the, the air stone I had to suction cup to the bottom of the bucket, which wasn't any problem. It's just if you throw it in there, it's not, uh, doesn't point straight up. It's kind of a rectangle thin rectangle it's odd but the suction cup makes it stick to the bottom and shoot bubbles up really good really really good so I think that's been key to those cuttings uh, surviving getting a lot of oxygen and uh, hopefully we'll have winter cayennes lots of them lots and lots of them Also still wanting to get ghost peppers, ghost pepper seeds, goat pepper seeds. Uh, They're really hot Thai peppers. I don't know what they're called. And of course, Carolina Reaper. Gotta do the Reaper. And there's probably more that I don't know about. Like uh, Kelly keeps up with the cooking shows more than me. Like that spicy ones or whatever where all the famous people come on and like that dude just like talks to them while they while they uh, while they eat spicy things yeah and, uh, I mean you would think it would interest me because like, I like spicy things but I, I think it's the celebrity part of it that is kind of a turn off for me so <clears throat> I feel like I'm losing my voice I feel like I've been talking a whole lot lately to myself, mostly. Uh, Other than that, let's see. I don't know. I I got the date on the fish emulsion, which is out in the shed. And uh, I wanted to give that about a month before I start using it as fertilizer. And... uh, I'm kind of stalled out on the the uh, fermented plant juice because I'm not quite sure what to use. I know that a lot of Korean farmers use mugwort, and I would really like to do that. 
so that would require me getting mug uh, mugwort seed, which I'm not crazy about. You know, it's a very careful process to germinate seeds, and not you're not always going to be successful. Uh, for instance, there was uh, some. Um, uh, what's it called? The, uh, Datura <coughs> seeds that I uh, tried to germinate and I tried every which way I knew to uh, germinate them and they just never, never did. Uh, and there was another, something else I tried to germinate and it didn't, didn't work as either. Uh, some were finicky, some, you know, I've heard keep in the freezer or refrigerator for a period of like up to three months before you even try to germinate them uh so i think the fresher they are the better chance you have i don't think the detura seeds i got were very fresh Uh, i don't think they were from that season uh but yeah i would like to try with uh Detura again, maybe, because the plant kind of scares me in general, but I still think it's cool. It's kind of like one of those things you're like, "Mm." but mugwort, yeah, Uh, but that last time that I just puffed on a mugwort pipe and didn't even inhale it, just puffed on it, I had a mugwort hangover the next day just from that, and I could tell, uh, I may have consumed too much mugwort. <laughs> or I may just be very sensitive to it. I don't know, but it's not something to do daily anyway. But yeah, I just just those few little puffs, like all the next day. Uh, it feels to me like a hangover, but almost... It's like a bad hangover for me. So, uh, yeah, it's... I don't think I would even try a... I don't know. I might try a a mugwort um, salve. There's a guy... I think I might have mentioned this, but my co-worker used to make fun of me for talking about salves all the time. (laughs) Like I was an old man. Which to him I was. To most people I am, I guess. Oh, God. Getting old is like tough. You're just like old. You know, you're 20, 25, you're old. You just don't realize it yet. <laughs> you don't know how close 40 is. Uh, and like, in general, how uh, people younger than 25 look at 25. <laughs> you're old. You just literally won't find it out for about a decade. Uh, you can go on for another decade thinking that you're still young and most people do most people think they're young for you know, my aunt died thinking she was young she never uh perceived herself as being an old person and i think that's true you know we're just we don't age inside it's just uh our bodies that get old and i i i read something on social media and it's from uh, a younger person Um, I would say they write in a from a thelemic perspective and um, 
It's interesting, I recognized signs of initiation in what they wrote. But I also recognized like a rushing forward blindly. Uh, I guess a, a kind of youthfulness uh, about what they were saying. So what, what they said, it was a uh, sort of saying that the afterlife uh, is this. And this is like, it's, they, they, uh, they posited a cosmology and eschatology. And uh, I think that's kind of um, pueral <laughs> in the least because surety, it just kind of breeds like a susceptibility, uh, frailty, sort of. Uh, it's some kind of uh, crutch to say that you know that this is how it is. I can say that, I will say I, say I suspect things. And a lot of what I suspect have to do with uh, the uh, preservation of the persona uh, after death, or what most religions refer to as the soul. And uh, that has to do, because I've seen so many out-of-place characters that obviously aren't of our time period, and there they are, and like, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, like, you know, like, it's, I didn't go out to see, like, dress from the 15th century uh, from a conjuration. It's like not, not something I expected to see, or not even something that was in, I don't know, I guess I, you know, could have seen like a movie similar dress or something, but, uh, there's just been so many instances of those personal subjectiveness things, uh, that, that leads me to highly suspect, uh, preservation of, uh, individuality and of the persona, uh, after death. So, you know, I could be wrong. I don't know for certain I just uh, suspect and for somebody to just kind of say you know this is how it is and write it in a religious tone uh, which is something I'm very good at detecting and something that I'm guilty of uh, more often uh, than I would rather be the case uh, myself Uh, that's all I'm saying I guess. Yep. Yep. I would say I'm more of a... uh, What is the opposite of pessimist? Like I've been called a pessimist so much, I don't even know the opposite of it. Optimist. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. But... Uh, yeah, I would say I'm definitely optimistic about uh, what happens after death. There was the main thing, uh, one other thing that I, I think of is uh, this particular dream sequence. And I'm trying to remember like what it was around. If it was around a particular initiation 
or uh, it. I believe it's when I made the Ares Deccan One rings. Uh, I made a number of them, and uh, the figure that I call Uncle emerged out of uh, sort of the dream initiation experiences of that time and uh, one thing that was present was like this this tower sort of a tower or um, platform that was high up in the air and it looked like somewhere in the Netherlands somewhere that I had not been but that was a family home and uh like above the tower or on this platform just high in the air were these men and women I mainly remember seeing two women uh, dancing and they were like in these old dresses like that poofed out and they had like these bonnet things on it was very Victorian and uh, they were kind of dancing like they were pretending they were going to fall from the platform and uh, they weren't afraid of the height at all which I was just watching them I was nervous for them (laughs) but their dance it just was so fluid and uh, just movement and uh, just kind of a playfulness and their dress and this is another experience like that it just kind of has meant more to me as time has gone by and has kind of unfolded as this uh, comfort that um, those were my ancestors. And they're saying, you know, we don't fall. Uh, Here we are and we're, you know, continuing this fluid dance, which is life. They have it kind of life. Uh, that doesn't stop and they don't fall and so I think it's unfortunate that in the West it's so tangled up with logic and the uh, the black and white that that creates of uh, sort of the transcendent and non-transcendent argument and either this or that dualistic view uh, I just think a lot of them it just misses the point entirely they're deeper things they're deeper mysteries uh, that those don't even these. what do I mean those is those conceptual conceptually conceived and uh, written you know belief systems or cosmologies or worldviews uh, they don't even skim the surface of uh, the deeper stuff that's uh, part of the initiatory stuff that I believe on some level everybody experiences. I mean, everybody goes to sleep at night, and uh, that is certainly the strangest thing that none of us really think much of anything about. That. Like we go unconscious and uh, visit other worlds where things are very different and strange and uh, 
things happen. We wake up and totally forget all about it. And there's things in my dream journal that I've forgotten all about. It's like they fade. Like Terrence McKenna described uh, described DMT as kind of this fading experience that as you come out of, it just kind of dissipates like a dream and you can't quite grasp can't quite grasp it and uh, that's I think part of, part of what the hermetic like work is is going in there and uh, doing the really hard work of trying to give form uh, through the logos to all of this stuff and that's what's so very difficult if it was easy they would just tell us. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Like it, it's like the Golden Dawn and the Lemic material. If going through and reading that, you know, in the beginning, it meant absolutely nothing. Nothing. Like it was. I was like, what the hell is all this? What is this? What the hell is this? <laughs> but after you know going through uh, initiation of the spheres well it suddenly becomes you know extraordinarily meaningful just pregnant with meaning and um, it's like the light switch comes on so <sighs> I don't really know what the hell I'm talking about tonight I've just kind of been here and there that's pretty much par for the for the day so I think with that, we'll call it, call it a day, call it a night until next time.